Welcome to the Two Geeks in a Microphone podcast, your one-stop shop for television, movie, video games, comic books, book reviews, and more. Now, without further ado, here's Stephen and Mike. Hey, welcome everybody to the Two Geeks and a Microphone Show. I am your co-host, Mr. Stephen Boster, along with the one, the only, the most illustrious, the most comic-rific, Mr. Michael Shanks. Mike, say hey to everybody. Good morning to all you geeks out there in geekdom land. Well, everybody, sorry, we're just a few moments late because we were having a debate about who was the best uh, music composers today. John Williams. <laughs> <laughs> I say Michael Giacchino. <laughs> He's up there, but John Williams always be the maestro. He's known as the maestro. Come on. <laughs> he is the man. Right. So before we derail this uh, episode, we need to get right to it. <laughs> John Williams is the man. Right, Megan? Absolutely. <laughs> Two against one. What There's a mean? great YouTube video with a guy. Uh, he He's singing acapella. Uh, John Williams is the man, and he's doing it to all the different John Williams themes. So, Star Wars, oh, Jaws, Park, Jaws that's actually got to be pretty good. Man, oh, it's it's awesome! And then he's got you know just all kinds of goofy lines and from Star Wars movies, right. and yeah, it's fantastic. It's like it's like a twelve year old video, but it, it's still just incredible. Go check it out sometime. That sounds good. Hey, good morning, Multiverse Edits. Welcome to the show. Good to have you. Nice. Multiverse edits. Oh man, Steven doesn't like you already because your multi your name says multiverse in it. Right. <laughs> Steven has a problem with the multiverse. I don't know why. That's why the multiverse needs to be edited. <laughs> All right. Oh, gosh. All right, everybody. Well, welcome today. We are talking about uh, Mandalorian season three, episode cuatro, number four. Um, well, we had a few things to get to before that, but we do, we do. So, uh, just letting everybody know the big picture: cuatro, uno, dos, tres, cuatro, on deux, trois, quatre. Uh, what else do I know? Anyway, that's about it right now. So, hey. I just know the Spanish. Uno, dos, tres, cuatro. The second one was French. So, um, hey, so here's the big deal, Yoso, everybody. Um, I, As you well know, and we talked about this last week, Mike and I do not discuss these. We don't discuss our thoughts. We what, Our phrase is what? Save it, Save it for, for the podcast. podcast. And uh, and so this should be kind of interesting today. Um, and, and I'll be open with you guys. We haven't talked a whole lot about stuff because I'm running late because I live in Montana. And <laughs> last night we got dumped with, with at least two feet of snow overnight. And that's the that's most I've ever crazy. had overnight. Now, we've had that over a couple of days, uh, you know, in a row. But here's the thing. We're in the midst of a first day of a couple of days. So oh, it's no. supposed to snow all weekend long. So uh, guess what this guy will be doing? <laughs> Shoveling snow a whole lot. Uh, we've been getting rain here. It's just you? rainy and dreary and blah. Yeah, gotcha. I've hated it. I've hated it. I want gotcha. spring. 
I want spring and I want it now. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but right. you know, if we yeah. get the bad weather out now and as long as we have good weather in the next, uh, over, uh, three weeks from now, yeah. when, we, when we do our first camping trip in the, in the camper, I'm good with that. <laughs> I can deal with the bad weather now. I don't want it during that weekend. Right. Right. We'll see. Uh, that's funny. Well, hey, everybody, as you can tell, uh, I don't have my green screen up uh, because I'm re kind of doing my office a little bit and redesigning. And and so uh, anyway, needless to say, uh, you can see all my geeky stuff. There's my mugs. There's our mugs from our friends, the podcast Nerdery and Murdery. Nice. Uh, and all. And there's some other stuff in there. There's my signs. Uh, John, uh, John Jackson Miller. Uh, Marvel comic, the, the, uh, what's the word I'm trying to say? The old Republic, Star Wars, cool. the old Republic and stuff. So I got, oh, I got my, my other stuff. The, our other guest, uh, that's been on Mandalorian. Um, holy cow. I can't remember his name all of a sudden. This is what happens when you get older, everybody. Mark Anthony Austin. Well, no, I don't have anything. Mark Anthony Austin. I'm trying to. Oh, oh, uh, wait a minute. Who did you say? Oh, not, see, I'm going to have to get it now. Well, anyway, okay, I'm doing dead air. Sorry, everybody. Okay, so here's the dealioso. Um, we do have an action-packed uh, episode for you today, so we're just going to move right into it. Well, um, I wanted to mention something real quick. You yeah. got our mug up there right there, right there too, right? I, I do. There's ours right there. So, yeah, I got a message from uh, another guest that we've had. We had that junk man from YouTube. Oh, that um, junk man. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. had him on a couple of years ago, actually, when we first started. Yeah. It's been about um, two years. Yeah. I had posted our latest up, our latest audio um, in one of the, one of the podcast groups and he responded on it and he said, Hey, that mug's in my, one of my videos. And I was like, Oh, sweet. You put our mug in your, in your, in your video. And he says, yeah. He says, I says, well, I'll have to make sure and check it out because I saw the post when I was at work and I, I says, I'll check out your video when I get home. He goes, yeah, just watch the one, uh, things I hate. I go, well, I sure hope one of the things isn't our mug. <laughs> <laughs> so but he, he has our mug in the video. I posted it on our Facebook page. So go check out that junk man. He's, he's pretty fun. He has some pretty fun videos and stuff. So right on. Very All cool. Right. Okay. You ready to move on to some geeky news? Yeah, let's do this. All right, and let's see if I can share my screen here. Bear with me just a second. There we go. All right, so this is from um, CBR.com. Okay. They are okay. reporting that Marvel is going to do a uh, one-shot. Um, I believe it's a what-if. and Yes, it's a what-if issue, um, and it's about Stacy Gwynn or Spider-Gwynn. Peter Parker is going to die in it. So it's going to be like the reverse of her story, you know, when she dies and that kind of urges him to be, uh, be, uh, go on as Peter, as Spider-Man and such. So, um, I'm looking forward to that. I may have to buy the, uh, actual physical copy of that, not just read a digital version of it. I think that'll be cool. So I wanted to make sure and mention that. And then, okay. So we got some more information on the uh, the cryptic Zack Snyder tweet that we we announced. Oh, we last. talked about last week. Yes. Yeah. So apparently Zack Snyder is having a 
uh, Snyder verse trilogy event, um, which is happening, I think, at Universal Studios in California, if I remember right. Um, he put tickets up for sale yesterday, and they're already sold out. <laughs> they're gone. Wow. Um, it's a three-day event. First day, they'll show Man of Steel. Second day, they'll show Batman v Superman, and I'm sure it'll be the extended cut. And then uh, the last day <laughs> will be the Zack Snyder Justice League, which that is a four-hour movie. So mm-hmm. um, this is a official event uh, sanctioned by DC and Warner Brothers. So this is not something that Zack Snyder is just doing on his own. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we know this because Jim Lee is actually involved. For those of you who do not know, Jim Lee is one of the higher ups of the DC management. Um, he is one of their top artists, also. And he's been he's been doing art for years. Decades. Oh yeah, he actually lived in St. Louis when he was a teenager. Oh, did he? Did you know that? Yeah, did not know that. Pretty cool stuff. Um, so he is a hometown boy for me. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so Jim Lee has done some special artwork for the event. He's He's done artwork for T-shirts and posters that will be a sit, uh, for sale, and apparently, um, it is uh, money for this is going to the AFS AFSP, which is uh, American something suicide um, prevention group. Oh, cool! Right um, on. Which I'm sure that's that's from his. You know that that comes out of his daughter. <laughs> You know, his his daughter had committed suicide during the making of Justice League, which is what led to Joss Whedon taking over the Justice League. And, right. Uh, which is why we got that crappy version. <laughs> right. Anyway. anyway, so that is what the cryptic message from, uh, 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 yeah, from, gosh, I forget the character now. Anyway. That was the cryptic message that that uh, Zack Snyder put out last week. Yeah. We were all questioning what was going on. The funny thing is, some people. Oh, I forgot. And this was the poster that he tweeted out also for the event, which is the Superman statue that you see in the movie that was destroyed and and it's uh, reassembled here. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. got all the different symbols: Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Flash, and and Cyborg. It says 10 years of heroes." Uh, three three epic movies, one man's vision, and then you have the Snyderverse trilogy event. So nice poster, looks really good. A lot of people were reading into that poster. Oh, you you know the 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 statue was destroyed. Now it's restored. That means that the Snyder uh, verse is going to be restored. I'm like, right? Stop, stop it, people! It's Snyderverse is not coming back. <laughs> It's not coming back. Right. I think this is more of an event of him giving closure to the whole Snyderverse, DC Snyderverse. And I think he may even be talking about Rebel Moon stuff because that's his. his uh, yeah, I bet you he's doing it as a, a pre-launch to Rebel Moon. Yeah, that's what I think. Too. When does that come out, by the way? I I am not sure. Figure um, out. We'll figure it I'm out. I'm sure that's a Netflix series. It too. is, yes. Um, but I, I know he's pretty excited about the uh, 
Rebel Moon. I, I've heard that he's got a deal for a video game for it and everything. So uh, I think it was already a video game, wasn't it? I I just heard this morning that he had a deal for a video game. So I I have no idea. I know nothing about the Re- uh, Rebel Moon other than you know all these little stories that are coming out of him him doing Rebel Moon for Netflix. I don't okay. know if. It, Existing universe. I don't know if it's his own creation. I have no clue. Okay. As, as Schultz would say, I know nothing. I know nothing. <laughs> oh, it comes out December 22nd this year. Rebel Moon does ah, on, so on Netflix. So we'll have to keep an eye out for that and see if it's something we want to cover or not. Um, a few shots I've seen of it looks interesting. But yeah. So. That is my geeky news for today. Sweet. Okay. Cool beans. Shall we move on to Geek Dark? Let's do this. Dun, 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 dun. Well, you don't need that private. We're right here. Now, what is it? Now, what is it? I'm having trouble with the radar, sir. What's wrong with it? I've lost the bleeps, I've lost the sweeps, and I've lost the creeps. The what? The what? And the what? You know, the bleeps. The sweeps and the creeps. That's not all he's lost. <laughs> I love it every time. All right. Okay. Steven, what's on your Geek Dart today? All right. I got for me today, it's two movies. Um, no big reviews or anything like that, but just to, just getting them on the on the Geek Dart. Number one is I watched Cocaine Bear last week. Awesome. <laughs> I want to see that movie. <laughs> it is probably one of the best comedy horror B movies that I've ever seen. Oh, nice. Nice. Uh, uh, it just, it looks gloriously bad. <laughs> I so want to it knows that it's it knows what it is. You know what I'm saying? Um, I was surprised it was Elizabeth Bank Elizabeth Banks who directed it. Um, and what is she, Elizabeth Banks? She she was in um, she was involved with Pitch Perfect series of, of movies uh, one two and three. She was one of the judges that was in every single movie. She was in and she's been in a bunch of stuff. Um, but she's, but it was actually, I think she did the latest Charlie's Angels movie too that didn't do so well. Oh, okay. But, but it was the comedy in it was great. The horror aspects of it to it were, were really good. The, 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 uh, how shall I say, the gore factor, everything had a purpose and it was pretty funny. <laughs> Some of it was funny. I just think it's funny that's loosely based around a true story. Yeah, but, loosely based. Yeah. Right, right. But the true story, you know, the bear doesn't go insane and and all that stuff. But. Now, from my understanding of the true story is in their search, they find a bear that's dead that right. had, they realized had eaten cocaine. <laughs> eaten the cocaine, you're right. So, yeah. The, the thing um, about the movie is I thought it was a one-time event where he ate the cocaine, but the way they do it in the movie is the bear is always sniffing out to find more cocaine to eat. So he's hooked on it. He's hooked on it. Yeah. Did you see uh, 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 Geek with the Bible? He posted a meme that said uh, sequel to Cocaine Bear, and it has has the Cocaine Bear in in rehab. 
<laughs> I was like, that's awesome. That's genius. I love it. That's pretty funny. That's hilarious. Yeah, uh, that's good. That's so cool that you saw it. I I gotta see it. I, I want to see it yeah. so bad. Nobody in my house wants to see it though. It's both, it's worth seeing. Both, it's worth seeing. Especially with you guys. Out. You guys, I mean, you guys have watched what uh Oh my goodness, the Walking Dead and all that kind of stuff. It's well, yeah, but that's not Walking Dead. <laughs> no, that's true. It's not. Oh, that's so funny. Anyway, yeah. what? So, what's your other movie? Uh, I also saw John Wick Four. I went to the ah. Thursday night showing, the eight o'clock showing, and it was fantastic. Um, nice. I love the John Wick trilogy or the series. So. Um, I've enjoyed every single one of them. This one is the locations, the visuals. You can see, uh, I rewatched late last night, John Wick, the first one, the first John Wick, because Kelly is kind of like wanting to kind of see now what the whole story has been to lead up to four. And uh, we, we watched it. And I'm like, man, the director, you could see where he came from. And now to see where he's at, it's the same director for the fourth one is just phenomenal. His growth as a director is phenomenal. The, my favorite sequence in the film is there's this whole top down from a cinematic point of view, there's this whole top down view of you're seeing John wick go through this house kind of a thing and people coming and fighting and stuff in the shift. It was just spectacular. It was nice. just spectacular. And so visually it was great story wise. It's, it's not too bad. Um, it's got a purpose behind it and it's good. You hate the villain. You really hate the villain. And, um, but it does kind of upend some of the, um, and that's the whole point of the villain. He's upending some of the rules and regulations, you know, that's in the John wick universe for the right. purpose of getting John wick. I mean, it's just fascinating. So anyway, well, yeah. I want to see it. I haven't seen two and three yet though. So I got to watch two and three still. Yeah. Uh, I will get to see it. And I am collecting Berserker. So, um, yeah, at some point I would like us to cover Berserker. So, yeah, Kelly goes last night, was this based on a comic book? And I said, no. Uh, but there is a comic book based on this, sort of. Well, <laughs> kind of, not exactly. Not really. Yeah. He, he's like John Wick on steroids, if you can imagine that. <laughs> yeah. 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 It would be good to, to read that. I mean, that, John yes. Wick's already pretty badass himself, but. Yeah, this make he makes the berserker character makes John Wick look like nothing. <laughs> that's mm -hmm. yeah, that's the way I would describe his character in Berserker. Yeah, um, agreed. But but it's total Keanu Reeves, and and they uh, somebody approached Keanu Reeves with the idea, and he's like, "Yeah, I love this idea. Let's do it." So, mm -hmm. and rumor has it there's going to be a movie. <laughs> Imagine that, which I'm sure is what they had planned all along. Maybe. All right. Uh, so moving on, my geek dar. Um, I finished up Noah Primeval. I finished it all the way. Uh, I had finished the story part of it about a week or two ago, and then I finished up the Bible uh, study section because there's kind of a Bible study thing at the end. It kind of explains mm -hmm. what his his ideas behind the theology and um, uh, Mesopotamian. Um, culture and stuff culture at the time and stuff like that, which is really that part of it's really interesting too. So, right. Um, I highly recommend the book. I, I think it's a great, uh, kind of biblical fantasy. <laughs> it's kind of hard to 
put it in words, but um, I mean, if you like stuff like uh, Lord of the Rings and you like uh, Narnia, I I think you would probably like Noah Primeval too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did start reading book two, which is Enoch uh, Primordial. I think Primordial. I think that's correct. So I started reading that. Um, and then the last thing on my Geekdar, uh, since Batman, the doom that came to Gotham comes out next week. I, <laughs> I started looking at it this morning, actually. Is, is there a trailer up, for that? Oh yeah. We, we did the trailer. <laughs> did we do the trailer? Yeah. We did a reaction to it. Oh, okay. I'm trying to remember. <laughs> it's like a month ago or something like oh. that. Yeah. We already did a reaction to the trailer. Um, okay but i figured since it was coming out uh i might check out the comic book and it it is available on dc infinity so if you have a subscription to dc infinity you can check it out and so far i'm about a little over halfway through the book and it's been pretty interesting it kind of looks like it uh it's almost a sequel to Gotham by Gaslight, which I'm a big Ooh, fan. Oh, I really enjoy Gotham by Gaslight. Yeah, yeah. It looks like it's several years after Gotham by Gaslight because right. it looks like it's in the 1920s, maybe. And I think Gotham by Gaslight is the end of the 1800s or it something. It was the Victorian area. Yeah. Right. So yeah. The, uh, I have the comic somewhere. I do too, somewhere. I just right. don't know. Um, but. Yeah, uh, so far I'm enjoying that, and I can't wait to compare it to the animation. Hopefully, the uh, animated movie is as good as the comic book. So, right on. That's my geek tar. All right, we ready to move on to the main event? Let's do this. We're 20 minutes in. Let's do it. Woohoo! It's time for the main event. All right, so this is the way. This is the way. All right, yes, we are discussing Mandalorian episode four of season three. That's correct. Now, uh, so we are at the halfway mark. Uh, is this of the halfway mark? Season. Yep. Okay, uh, we so only it's eight episodes. episodes. Okay. Yep, it is eight episodes. Oh, just to give everyone a forewarning, next week. We will probably not do Mandalorian, but we will do a season finale review of Bad Batch because next week is the season finale of Bad yeah, Batch. Yeah, we say that now, but we'll probably watch the episode and be like, oh, yeah, we better talk about this too. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see because I got a feeling there's going to be a lot to talk about in Bad Batch. I I think there may be even connections into the Mandalorian. So, I mean, we'll see what happens, but... um Bad Batch so far has been really good this past season. I've really enjoyed it. I I, mm-hmm. I I think it's been great. There's only been a couple episodes that were like, eh, that was okay. You know, mm-hmm. um, which one was a, was two weeks ago? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was this like, week's eh. was good, though. Yeah, this week's was good. It was very good. Um, of course it was good. It had crosshair in it, but. <laughs> right. I mean, he is kind of the best one of them all. But anyway, we're not talking about Bad Batch today. We are talking about The Mandalorian. This is the way. Right on. 
So we open up the episode and we are on the planet where uh, the armor is at, which I'm, I don't remember the name of that planet. We're, we're getting introduced to so many new planets. It's hard for me to keep track of what's what, who's who and where's where. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So we're on the planet where the uh, armor is and where their clan is basically kind of headquartered at. Um, and we're seeing all the, Youngling Mandos, the or foundlings, the foundlings and and uh, apprentices training to be Mandalorians, which I thought was pretty neat. You know, I was like, oh, mm-hmm. this is cool. Watching them train, I like this. And you know, the the uh, older Mandalorians are are watching over the younger ones and like giving them advice and you know and stuff. And I was mm-hmm. like, this is really cool. I, Nice little look into the Mandalorian culture. I, I thought it was pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. So we get that. We meet Paz you Vizsla. Your overall view, your overall oh, yeah. score. Sure. Oh, I'm sorry. I, yeah, I'm going right in. You're I was all set. I'm, I know. I'm no, set. no, I don't blame you. Um, it's really okay. So, yeah, okay. This episode, um, I really like this episode. I thought it was great. Uh, like I said, we get uh, a nice glimpse into Mando culture, which I thought was really cool. Um, we get some some uh, moments with uh, Grogu and uh, the armor, which I wasn't expecting just yet, and I was happy that we got them. Thought that was really neat. Mm-hmm. Uh, found out some interesting things about Paz Vizsla, and we got another giant monster in star wars i mean that's yeah. freaking awesome <laughs> it was good agreed so overall uh what are we using as our uh her scale um no it's up to you unless you would do that monster but i don't know what it was called yeah i don't no i don't want to use the monster let's i know we'll use we'll use uh the mandalorian darts ah there, there you go i like that well done i i will give this eight out of ten mandalorian darts I really, really enjoyed this episode. I thought it was good. Yeah. Um, I didn't think there's, I didn't feel there's really any slow points in it. Uh, we, we got some uh, build up, which I, I enjoyed. The Mando culture was good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I thought so, there was some progress in um, actually in Paz, Paz Vizsla, Bo-Katan and Din Djarin's relationship. So yes, agreed. I would, also, I would also give it eight out of 10 darts, uh, Mandalorian darts. Um, it was, it was a good episode and I did, I didn't Steven skip anything. Um, nice. And all I was intrigued. I wanted like, okay. And it kept moving along at a good pace. Um, I didn't like, I, 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 I hate this is pick. This is to be a nitpicky, but I was like, when it first started, I was like, are only 26 minutes, you know, kind of a thing. I said, this is going to be a short episode, but it moved along well. And it told a great story within that 26 minutes. I was surprised how much they got in, in that 26 minutes. So something I'm finding about this, this season alone, the episodes do seem to be short, but they're just packed with so much story and information. They don't feel that short, you know, and I don't, I'm not saying, Oh my God, this is just drug out and I can't stand it. You know, it's not, right. it's not that type of feeling. It's just, it, 
you know, it ends and you're going, wow, that was only 26 minutes, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. instead of, wow, I can't believe I sat here for an hour, you know, that kind of thing. Or well, two hours. Like the last one, I was like, you could have cut out the whole Coruscant <laughs> story part of that and it would have been 26 minutes and, and probably would have been fine. Well, <laughs> I, I think they, well, I, I don't They're think setting they should, up. They're right. setting up. I don't think they should have yeah. cut the whole uh, the whole segment out, but they should have cut it down, is what I believe. Right, and gave us more Mando. <laughs> Agreed. I want more Mando. More Mando. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. So so go for it. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I just kind of jumped into the episode. I apologize for any spoilers, but yeah. So we're on the beach, and we we get the little training aspect, and I loved it when Dinjar and brings well first we see uh grogu baby yoda and he's like on the beach and you think at least i thought i thought yeah okay i thought he was moving rocks around with the force and i'm like oh cool he's over there practicing the force while they're all out training you know to be warriors and stuff i'm like this is pretty cool no they were little like crab creatures that (laughs) he was he was getting ready to eat As we all know, baby, baby Yoda is always hungry. Always hungry. <laughs> that poor little guy—he's got to eat in every episode, right? Then Mando's like, "Okay, playtime's over. Quit playing with the rocks." <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and you can just see—you can see Baby Yoda's face, like, "Dude, I was going to eat one of those." <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Uh, I wonder if he's Cajun. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. they're kind of like crawdads right that's right we need a little crawfish boil right. <laughs> I thought they were hermit crabs yeah they did kind of look like hermit crabs too but you don't eat hermit crabs so of course then right. again baby Yoda eats all kinds of weird things so anyway um, so yeah so Mando takes him over uh, sets him down in front of who we find out is Paz Vizsla's son who is the one that was uh getting you know getting trained and i didn't realize it was his son until they got later on into the show right yeah yeah that's true that's true we we, but we i'm saying we find out later that that's paz vizsla's son yeah i better pop um, that up real quick oh yeah good idea good idea uh but this is great because he brings him over there and he says uh din din like he 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 challenges (laughs) and and I don't know what the kid's name is. I, uh, Paz Vizsla's son. I, I don't know what his character's name is. But anyway, he's like, he's too young. He's too little. And even the judge is like, he's too little. And, and Din yeah. Djarin's like, no, give him a chance. Uh, I'm his ward. <laughs> so right. so this is Batman and Robin. <laughs> I thought so, too, when he said ward. Yeah. Right. It's like, thing. okay, now we're Batman and Robin, which I'm mm-hmm. fine with. That's cool. That's cool. Right. And baby Yoda's got this look on his face like, what are you doing? <laughs> You're nuts. I can't take this kid on. Right. He's like three feet taller than me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then uh, Bo-Katan comes over and she's like, don't worry. My dad was the same way. He's just proud of you. He just wants you to do good. Don't worry. It'll be all right. <laughs> and then she's yeah. like, sure, yeah. this is a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> which i thought was great right so yeah and then i'm sitting here going how in the world is baby yoda gonna take on 
this little Mando. I mean, what in the world is going to happen here? Right. And throw his butt across the sand. That's what he's going to do. You know, what else can he do? And, and Din Djarin says, or, or Din Djarin says, let the, let the uh, uh, other com- contestant choose the weapon. And he chooses the darts. And I'm yeah. like, baby Yoda is going to wear a wrist, wrist dart shooter thingy, whatever you call that thing. Right. I'm like, okay, this is going to be interesting. Yeah. And did action there. Do what? A little adaptive. Uh, let's get one on his little wrist. Yeah. <laughs> or his whole arm. Took up his whole arm. Yeah. Right. He takes up his whole arm. And Din Djarin just tells him, squeeze to release the darts. Just squeeze to release the darts. Right. And and the kid immediately, and it's like paintball, which I thought was cool. It was, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's awesome. They use paintball to train. <laughs> That's so right? cool. It's like a police academy or something, yeah. Because um, they, they use paintballs, too, and so does the military. But anyway, uh, um, so the kid shoots off, too, right away. Boom, boom, and hits him. And yeah, and then Baby Yoda's got this look again, like, "Are you nuts?" <laughs> right. <laughs> and then Din's like, "Just use." Or he doesn't say use the force. What does he say? Just relax. I know you can do this. I've seen you do things before. They don't yeah. know what you can do. And all of a sudden, Baby Yoda does this amazing flip over the kid's head, and then back again, and lets out all three darts, and he wins the the competition. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> pew, pew, pew. And, and I love it when Bo Katan's like, Did you teach him that? And he goes, Nope. <laughs> and I'm sitting here going, No, Luke did. <laughs> His mentor, you know, the one right. that he's supposed to be with right now. <laughs> so, yeah, so we get this whole look into the uh, uh, training of, of him as a Mandalorian now. Mm-hmm. And, Know, we've had we've had a little bit of the training on the Jedi side. Now we're seeing a little training on the Mandalorian side. So, where do you think we go with this? Is he gonna become a little Mando? Um, I I, I think in the grand scheme of things, we are looking at the next Mandalorian Jedi. I think so too. Somehow, some way, I don't know how that's gonna happen, but I it, I know. It's going to be a little weird because he's so small, you know, and uh, how does this all work? But right somewhere in in that crazy head of of De- uh, Dave Filoni and John Favreau in their crazy heads, they've got this worked out. They, they know where he's going. Yeah. Um, they don't know his end, but they know where right. he's going. That's for sure. I, I will say I did like your thumbnail for the show for today. Nice. He's all in the Mando mando outfit and stuff i was like ah where'd you get that that was pretty good <laughs> well i i really i was really glad i did that one especially i listened to rebel force radio yesterday oh yeah how was that oh it was great they're, they're always great but right. <laughs> um but they were they were discussing whether baby yoda would actually go on to be a mandalorian and such and both jimmy mack and a call uh, a caller called in um, a listener who called in had said, well, you can't cover up that cute face. Uh, you, you just can't, you know, they did all that work on him. You can't cover up his face and put a helmet on that. So I was really glad I used, <laughs> used the image that I used for our, our thumbnail. I'm like, 
<laughs> he looks pretty good with the helmet there. I think he does. Yeah, right. He's got the entire Mando uh, uh, armor there. I think yeah. he looks great. So, um, yeah. I do hope, in all fairness, with a whole helmet and on or off, I really hope we get to the point where it's okay to take your helmet off. <laughs> That's just me. I I think something's coming. I, I think, yeah, I, I think some there's going to be some kind of reckoning of that, possibly. I hope so, because I think it's the one thing that frustrates me the most about the show. All right, let me, but, let me ask you something. You, yeah. you got Katie Sackhoff, mm-hmm. who's pretty big in the sci-fi world. Mm-hmm. Okay, I mean mm-hmm. she yeah. was she was freaking Starbuck uh, mm-hmm. of Battlestar. Oh, yeah, and she was in the first uh, Pitch Black. Yeah, she was what else is she? She was in Longmire, uh, which is on Netflix now, which is actually a really good show. It takes place in Wyoming. Um, so yes, so Katie's pretty popular, especially in the geek world. Mm-hmm. You've already introduced her without a mask, without you know, without a helmet, right? Are you really going to force her to wear a helmet the entire time she's on this show? I don't I'm know. not. I, I know, but I'm, I'm saying to think as 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 one of the producers mm-hmm. and directors of this of this and writers of this. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think you do. I, I don't think you do. I think something's going to happen. Either she goes away from the clan. And and she continues her ways as she did before, which I don't think will happen because I think she's had a change in her character. I think she's had a revival in her about Mandalorian culture. Yeah, I I, I think so too. And I think the clan is going to change a little bit too. I I think their ways are going to change a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think she's going to be part of that. So mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. So. In the end, Baby Yoda may not even wear a helmet. Right. Yeah. And still be the Mandalore. You know, that that's, I think that's where we may be heading with him. Um, I, I think at some point he has to become that Mandalore. Because, okay, he's already been established as a Jedi. You know, he he's been established, have had Jedi training. <laughs> and as we've seen in this episode, he's, he probably had training from Yoda himself, possibly, as we saw in this episode, because there's some things that we saw that I want to get to. Um, and then he's, you know, he's all gung ho about his adopted dad, who is a, a Mandalorian who walks the way, you know. So I think that's where you have to go. It, it, you don't introduce this character and then don't turn him into one or the other or amalgamation of the two. You know, Mm. he's not going to go off and just be a vagabond. (laughs) Right. Well, I, I, I reject both ways (laughs) and I'm just going to be a vagabond from now on. Who knows? In his teenage years, he may be, you know, well, okay. Yeah. We might have a group moment or, you know, (laughs) Oh God, I hope we don't have a group. Uh, baby Yoda playing video games and uh, being all snotty. I hope not. Just, <laughs> I don't yeah. want to see that. I like right. our baby Yoda the way he is. <laughs> right. Anyway, so moving along. Um, uh, then we we find out, well, we find out we get a new uh, monster in the Star Wars universe. 
Yeah. I love that we're getting Godzilla like monsters throughout the Star Wars universe. That is just amazing. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. And we got freaking Rodan. <laughs> Come on. It's what it was. It was Rodan. <laughs> he flies through, okay. grabs grabs the kid, and or she flies through, grabs the kid, and I'm like, that's Rodan. <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. That's awesome. So Rodan grabs uh Paz Vizla's son and um Bo-Katan, well, they try chasing him down. They run out of fuel in their jetpacks. Which I thought was great. I, I, It's the question we've all asked is how much fuel can those handle or is there really a limitation? It's like watching John Wick and like, how many bullets can you have in right. that gun? Right. You know, <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. Um, well, I, they- I enjoyed showing the limitation uh-huh. And the the tension of that limitation and how they overcame it, I thought was great storytelling. You know, that was one of the things that I liked about the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man over mm-hmm. the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Andrew Garfield, uh, he did not have the natural ability to shoot webbing from from his his arms. Right, you know? it's, which was kind of a weird thing they added to the Tobey Maguire one because right. that's well, not the now- comic book. Well, they've done it both ways in a comic book. They have. But I prefer the version of him that makes the web shooters. To me, mm-hmm. to me that shows it intellect. shows yeah, it shows the intellect of Peter Parker, you know, it shows his his uh uh his ability to to, you know, make things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it shows a limitation. And mm-hmm. that way he can't just rely fully on on the webbing you know mm-hmm. at some point he runs out so he has to be careful of how much he uses and he has to think about that you know and mm-hmm. if he don't he pays the price mm-hmm. and so it's a nice limitation that they add to the character i think it gives the character more depth i think this does the exact same thing uh, exactly you know it you know you don't just get the the power of the the booster blaster pack or whatever the flight pack um, the jetpack and it just automatically flies anywhere and blah, blah, blah. No, I, I like the idea that there's a limitation to it. I think that's mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. That was, that was a nice little detail that they added that we never, but then we never seen the, the Mandos fly very far either, you know? Yes. So, you know, it was just something different and I liked it. I agree with you. Right. That was cool. yep. So yeah, it showed the limitation and then book tan just flies her ship. She's like, I love how that. she already had that forethought. Well, let me get my ship while they're doing their thing. <laughs> That's because she's like, yeah, I'd rather use my uh, ship fly with the jetpacks, right? Um, and then she finds the nest and everything, and and comes back and said, "Look, I found the nest. We can we can get to it, but we have to climb because we can't take the jetpacks up there because it will hear us coming." And blah blah blah. Oh yeah, which immediately cool. kill the child. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And they even said, this has happened before. It's like, I know. Holy crap. This this thing is like kidnapping your kids and you guys, why don't you leave? (laughs) Why don't you set up some kind of early defense system or something? Have a lookout for crying out loud. Yeah, I mean, gosh, you're just going to let this thing kidnap your kids? I mean, come on. That's that's nuts. Uh, The Mandos are a little crazy. (laughs) Just a little. I think, but you know, that's part of their culture. He took our kid. This is the way. This is the way. <laughs> no, I think that's 
this isn't the way. <laughs> we ran out of jet fuel. This is the way. <laughs> this is the way to the fuel station. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <clears throat> oh, oh. Oh, sorry. Yeah. My screen just did something weird. <laughs> yeah, you're 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 uh, uh, you're freezing a little bit. We can still see. We can still hear you. So you're good. Okay. So yeah. So we get that, and um, and then he spit the she the bird. She spits the kid out, <laughs> just like a bird. Just like yeah, a bird. which I, I thought was great, but. Uh, I think it was Jimmy Mack who said, he goes, you know what? This is where they could have added something. Cause I mean, that kid came out mean? dry. That kid came out dry. <laughs> you would, you'd think he'd have saliva on him and you know, just stuff. He'd be dripping with stuff. It wouldn't, he wouldn't come out dry. <laughs> right. right. I was like, yeah, you got a point that they, some kind they, of ooze on him. Right. They could have just put at least something, you know? Right. <laughs> Uh, make it a little more believable there, but um, yeah. So uh, they rescue him, bring him back, and everything, and the clan celebrates and all this stuff. And then they're like, "Oh, we bought." Yeah, I, I was shocked. Uh, we brought you three more uh, foundlings, and they brought the three baby Rodans. <laughs> I know. I was like, uh, "What in the world are we doing here?" Right. I don't, I don't think they could be foundlings, but <laughs> but I got a feeling Baby Yoda's going to have something to do with them. He's he's going to be doing some little mind control thing. And well, he's always he, been good with animals, right? Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So even I, the I, rancor, uh huh, uh-huh. in Mandalorian season two point five, uh huh, and Mandalorian <laughs> one, also known as the Book of Boba Fett, Mudhorn. <laughs> The mud which, horn, yeah, uh-huh. which plays into his new piece of armor, which was yeah, that was neat, freaking awesome, you know. Yeah. So uh, I'm thinking it's so this big old bling is like it's too heavy. <laughs> <laughs> now, that you, now that you said that, you know what picture I got in my mind? What? Uh, uh, oh, what's his face from Public Enemy? Uh, uh, gosh, I can't think of his name. What's the big clock? Uh, oh my gosh. Oh God, I can't think of the rapper's name. <laughs> Why can't I think of his name? Oh my gosh, Flavor Flav. Flavor Flav, yes, Flavor Flav. Right. <laughs> that kind of remind me of Flavor Flav and his big giant clock that he used to wear around. <laughs> right, <laughs> Baby Yoda, Flavor Flavor Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. That, that's awesome. Awesome stuff like that. Oh God. So yeah. Um, oh, it, it, I forgot. The coolest way for the pterodactyl to go out gets eaten by the turtle shark thingy. <laughs> oh, right. Right. And and you know what went through my head as soon as that happened? All I heard was Qui-Gon Jinn go, there's always a bigger fish. Yeah. <laughs> right. As soon as it happened, I was like, oh, there's Qui-Gon. He's in my head. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. But then we had right. we also when that was all happening, we had um we had the babysitter moment. We had uh the armorer babysitting baby Yoda. Mm-hmm. And cuz she's mm-hmm. like you can't go yet. Yeah. Which tells me 
eventually he's going to be going on missions with with Din Djarin. Yeah, I, I think what I gathered out of that was not necessarily the aspect of missions, which, yes, I can totally see where you're going through. I'm not disagreeing with that. But for me, it was the concept of the, how shall I say, the there's training involved. There's a sequence for you. Oh yeah. You know, I agree. You've got to be a, you, you're the foundling, then you're apprentice, then apprentice. you're, you know, there's a, there's a progression, you know, it's, it's kind of like video games, you know, you gotta, you gotta go through levels well, yeah, before you can get to the boss. You're still at level five. You still have some of your skill tree to, to get your Jedi powers. And, you know, you gotta work on your skill tree a little before you can reach this level 20 stage. Now, but see, Jaren's at fifty on his way he, to a hundred. <laughs> he did, he got a reward this episode too, so he he got right. another piece of armor. So yeah, then the armor yeah. takes him in into and she starts pounding. I okay, what did you think when she started working on something with him there? What did you think that was going to be? I had no idea. Um, I, I just kind of rolled with it. I honestly thought she was going to make the helmet. I really did. Really? Yeah, because I mean, you had that moment in the beginning with with the kid, and he's like, "Why doesn't he wear a helmet?" And he says, "Well, he can't he can't say the creed yet, and you can't you can't take a helmet until you can repeat the creed." Right. And so, so uh, my thought was, she's she's going to pound out the helmet, and he may not get it yet. He's got to work his way to it. That's what I was thinking mm-hmm. she was doing. Yeah, but go ahead. Finish no, no, thought. no. I, I think for me, it made sense that it was going to be Arbor. That there was going to be armor first because that's how it was with the one kid. Sure. When they well, did they didn't get his helmet till he said the creed officially, like a little baptism scene or, or right, a rite he, of passage scene. That kid, the only thing he has is the helmet. He doesn't have anything else. He has no other armor. Oh, really? I have to go yeah. back and look at that. Truthfully, okay. Baby Yoda has more armor than he does. That's right. He's got the little chainmail, yeah. Beskar chainmail suit. Uh-huh. Yeah. I love that too. Um, but anyway, what if, what if he gets hot in that? <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know. Ask those people who do, who do uh, uh, cosplay of knights and stuff. They'd know that. Oh, it gets hot, right? <laughs> I'm yeah. sure they, they, they understand that. Yeah. Um, but that's when we have the flashback to Order 66. We go back to Order 66 again. Yeah, this is important. And yeah. we finally get the answer we've been asking since the beginning. Was Baby Yoda at the temple during Order 66? And how did he survive? Well, mm-hmm. we learned that there is a particular Jedi, which none of us knew at the time. Well, some of us might have known. Because actually, this Jedi's character has come up before. Um, he was in a... Star Wars, uh, like game show for kids as this character. So the character has been used. Um, I never watched the show. I've heard it's terrible. (laughs) Okay. Um, not, 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 not because of the actor. It's just, it was just a bad little game show. That's all. It was just, anyway, so the character has been used, but apparently he got a little more flair to his costume in this. So he, he's a little more shiny. <laughs> but so all of a sudden we hear all these Jedi yelling, get him to Keller, Kellering, Kellering, I think is the way you pronounce that. 
And I'm sitting here going, what's Kellering? Is that a planet? You know, what is mm-hmm. that? And then all of a sudden we see doors open and I went, oh, is that, I think that's, oh, oh my gosh, it yeah. is. This is the part where I went, boy, that guy looks familiar. <laughs> oh, I was, I was freaking out. I was freaking out. And it turns out it was Ahmed Best who played none other than Jar Jar Binks himself. Mm-hmm. Misa Jar Jar Binks. So yeah. I was super excited to see Ahmed Best. Um, you know, Ahmed Best took a lot of crap and, mm-hmm. and unnecessary crap mm-hmm. for a character that for some some reason people just did not like. And, you know, that that was supposed to be like the kickoff to his entire career. And it almost ended everything for him. I mean, mm-hmm. we're not just talking his career. It almost ended his life. Mm-hmm. You know, he went mm-hmm. through major de- bouts of depression. Um, he has a he has a YouTube video um, where he talks about his depression, how he he almost committed suicide, and uh, he actually takes his son to the location where he, he was thinking about doing it and everything. Um, so you know, uh, so to me, this was kind of a victory for for Ahmed Best as an actor, and I was just thrilled for him i was so happy you know it's like good ahmed best gets to come back as a character and not only just a character you know possibly now one of the most important characters in star wars because he just saved what could possibly be one of the more important characters in star wars you know so I looked at it as a total victory lap for, for Ahmed best as an actor. And, and I was just thrilled for him. I think that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Good on John Favreau and Dave Filoni for doing that. That was super, super cool of them. Yes. Very, very happy. So yes, that's what I said. I was so excited about for this, <laughs> for doing yeah. this. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad we had this discussion because I was like, man, he looks familiar. And then I didn't see anything till last night about the whole connection uh, of who it was. And I agree with you. It is a great story, a great, I don't want to diminish it by saying story. It is a great practical help. Yes. Of restoration <laughs> of encouragement of coming back and saying, you know, you, you know, this poor guy was dumped on who's only doing exactly what was directed of him. Right. Exactly. You know you what know, I'm saying? Like, like the character or not, the, the thing you have to remember about Jar Jar Binks, Jar Jar Binks was actually the very first 100% CGI human to CGI character. There, there was nobody before Jar Jar Binks. That, that, mm-hmm. that type of character did not exist. He is, the first, you know, and when you look at that and look at the technical aspect of it and what George Lucas was doing there, it's pretty freaking amazing. Mm-hmm. And and people just dump on the character. Oh, he's dumb. Oh, he. Uh, then we had the whole racist thing, which was BS to begin with. Yeah. Um, it's like, oh, well, he was a racist, racist uh, stereotype uh, uh, and all this stuff. Well, you do realize that Ahmed Best actually did come up with a lot of the things that you're claiming are racist. So you're just stupid. <laughs> you're, you're an idiot. 
if that's what right. you really think. I'm sorry. You know, so yeah, he was dumped on. It was unfair. It was terrible. You know, um, I don't hate Jar Jar Banks. He's not my favorite character. Uh, I've said it many times. Jar Jar, I saw the I, I saw Jar Jar Banks through the eyes of Megan and through my nephews. And to me, this you know the prequel trilogy was their Star Wars. That was their Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And I watched the prequels trilogy through their eyes, and I enjoyed it through their eyes. And I still enjoy the prequel trilogy. Right. Um, Jar Jar has his flaws, but you know he was meant to be a silly character. That was the point of Jar Jar. That's why he was there. Um, and it just I, I still think it would have been brilliant if he was Jar Darth Jar Jar. But you know, I'm just saying. <laughs> hey, but anyway, let, me finish, let me finish my thought here real quick. Okay. So what I was saying was, was that here's, here's an actor who has gone from that point of Jar Jar, but now is being, he gets to play a character that is one, a Jedi two a really cool suited Jedi, by the way, yeah, I was. loved the outfit. I just, Aww. it was the, the little glyphs that were in the robe and the whole bit. I was like, that's cool. Um, but third, he is the Jedi who saves one of the most adorable, <laughs> loved new characters in the Star Wars universe. Let's face and, it. Grogu's like the new Jar Jar. I mean, uh, of current Star Wars. Um, Jar Jar was supposed to be the cute character for the kids. And yeah, I said Grogu is the same thing. Yeah, maybe Grogu in his adolescent phase. Right. <laughs> if if he gets it. But my point being is that he goes from one into um, given the opportunity to be a a character of significance. Yes. Agreed. Now, the only thing I could hope for now is something comes about for Jake Lloyd. I would love to see Jake Lloyd get something similar to what Ahmed Best just got. Because Jake Lloyd played Anakin Skywalker in episode one. He was the kid. Mm -hmm. And man, that poor kid, he took on so much crap and his life got completely messed up too. You know, Mm -hmm. honestly, he's probably worse off today than what Ahmed best, you know, Ahmed best has made the, <laughs> the best of his life. You know, he's done good. Um, unfortunately, I don't think things have turned out as well for uh, Jake Lloyd. And I would love to see something turn around for Jake Lloyd. I'd love to see him to be able to get some kind of comeback in the star Wars universe. And, you know, um, and just give that kid a victory lap too. That would be cool. Mm-hmm. That'd be super cool. Mm-hmm. We've done it for Hayden Christensen. Oh yeah, um, yeah, you know which yeah. you know. Uh, I don't think Hayden Christensen got it near as bad as Ahmed Best or Jake. Agreed. Lloyd did. Agreed. And, Agreed. You know, and I think I think the Clone Wars cartoon series has a lot to do with that, um, because that cartoon series really, really changed the character of Anakin Skywalker. Mm-hmm. And I think that mm-hmm. it made a lot of people look at that character a lot. Different. I know it made me look at Anakin differently. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I personally like the character a lot better because of the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, not saying anything bad about Hayden Christensen. I, you know, um, people dump on his acting and stuff like that too. And yeah, there's he, he had some dry moments that weren't the best. You know, um, 
and a lot of that can be attributed to directing too, the way he was directed also. And a lot of that can be fall back on George Lucas, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, but ultimately I like Hayden Christensen. I think he's, he's a decent actor. I liked how he played Anakin. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I thought he did a good job and I was thrilled when he came back for Obi-Wan Kenobi. So yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. I agree. Uh, hopefully we can see that for Jake Lloyd is somewhere, you know, um, maybe somehow bring Jake Lloyd back as some kind of side Jedi, like, like they did with Ahmed best and give him mm. a nice, nice victory lap too. That would be really, really super cool to see. That would be, that would be agreed. Agreed. So. Well, it was a great episode. It was, it, it was, it was a great episode. It's worth seeing. It's, it's, it would, it would be one I wouldn't Steven skip. Um, <laughs> Just that's, saying, you know, that's it's kind of funny how that's become my marker. You see me skip it? Yeah, some of it maybe, but not this episode. I wouldn't. It was good. <laughs> I'm just seeing Multiverse's edits comment. You guys should change your name to The Geeks Podcast. <laughs> right. Love it. Um, I don't know if that, I don't know if he's saying that just because we have more than just two of us on here at times, but. Yeah, it started off just the two uh, two of us, Stephen and I, and, and now we've we've expanded. It's great. We've expanded, but we don't want to change the name. <laughs> kind of like the three geeky dads, you know. They added Tito, and they're still calling it three geeky dads. So, right, right. That's funny. So, okay. Any any other thoughts or any other? Um, I you know just that I really enjoyed this episode. I thought it was cool. Um just love seeing the Mandalorian culture um, still questioning whether uh, the armor is a Maldalorian or not. Um, just, I, I, I don't know. I mean, she has those horns on her helmet. I hope so. I hope so. It yeah, would be a I, great progression for that character because as we're doing all these redemption arcs, that's, that's what this, this whole thing is redemption arcs, which is really what. Star Wars is supposed to be about all these redemption arcs. I think it would be good to see how the armorer was once a Maldalorian has put in this whole thing with the helmets because of people would know who she is. And then just to continue the redemption of how she's trying to give back into the Mandalorian culture. She's trying to maintain it, even though that's who her character was, but just got misguided, but maybe a way so that she can still be a part without people knowing and then finding out and then going from there. It'd be interesting. So, yeah, the big question right now is, is she a Maldalorian? Um, will Bo-Katan stay with this their clan or is she going to move on? And then we still have the looming question of what exactly is baby Yoda? I mean, is he to be a Jedi? Is he to be a Jedi slash Mandalorian? Um, We still don't know where he comes from. We don't know if he's offspring of Yoda. We don't know if he's just, just the same as Yoda's race and, you know, some, some, Mm -hmm. somebody else altogether different. We don't know. I don't know if we'll get an answer to that either. Cause I don't really need it. I don't know. If, it's, if it's Yoda and Yaddle got busy. <laughs> I, I think they did. I think they did. Uh, but George Lucas was very protective of Yoda, and he 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 always stated 
he didn't want much released on Yoda's character. He wanted to keep him a mystery. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if Dave Filoni and John Favreau continue. will continue that, you know, that legacy of, you know, this, this race is just a mystery. We don't know anything about them. There's some people that believe that uh, Yoda's, whatever his race is, they're not, they don't, um, uh, they don't procreate like humans or like other beings that they're just, uh, basically procreated from the force and they're just naturally force, uh, ability creatures, which I mean, I could buy that. I, I I'm kind of okay with that. You know, if he just came out of the force and okay, all right, that's kind of cool. I can dig it. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know if we'll get an answer to that, but that is one of the looming questions that are up there. Probably not the most looming question, but one of them. I think the bigger question was, was Baby Yoda at the temple during Order 66 and how did he survive it? And we got mm-hmm. that. Oh, and that was one other thing. Uh, Kettering's uh, Ahmed Best character. Mm-hmm. He flew in a ship that looked very similar to Amidala's ship, to Padme's ship. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it was a Naboo ship because he they had Naboo guards there mm-hmm. at the ship. So I don't know if that was one of her royal ships or you know what that was exactly. I mean, it, it has to be because it's a, the silver it's style, mm-hmm. right? And I that's liked it too. Style. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's a cool looking ship. Um, mm-hmm. do you know that uh, uh, Captain Phasma? It, it's rumored that Captain Phasma's suit is actually melted down from Padme's ship. <laughs> they actually used her Padme's ship. They used parts of her ship to build um, Captain Phasma's suit. From mm, That's weird. Okay. That's part of the lore. That's part of the lore. Interesting. So, interesting. One of, the, one of the interesting things about the sequel trilogy. See, I didn't, I didn't dump on it this time. Until <laughs> <laughs> next time. <laughs> Uh, right, right. Next time I will. <laughs> yeah. No, anyway, that's funny. All right. Well, so overall, yeah, it was a great episode. Yep. Really, very cool. Very cool. Well, um, with that, anything else that you want to add, or any other thoughts? No, I think that's all I got. Okay. Well, um, hey everybody, I would like to encourage you to uh, check out our website at twogeeksmike.com, twogeeksmike.com, the number two, G-E-E-K-S-M-I-C.com. But one of the cool things is that you go there is that you'll see all kinds of, oh, how shall I say, our merch page, our... uh, affiliates pages that we have and some of the things that we do. But today I want to talk about, um, I want to talk about StreamYard real quick. StreamYard here, I'm going to share my screen, everybody. Um, oops. Well, that did not work like it was supposed to. Uh-oh. Um, <laughs> right? Wah, wah, wah. Uh, StreamYard is, um, is probably one of the easiest ways to really do some really cool, how shall I say, um, uh, where's my, where's my StreamYard thing? What, what, uh, what's this, you know, I'm having technical difficulties, everybody. 
Just saying. It has nothing to do with StreamYard. This is all on Steven. <laughs> it's all on Steven, by golly. Yes. I have too many tabs open, I think, is what it is. It's what it ends up being. Okay. I can do this. I got it. <laughs> All right. Well, here with StreamYard, you will see the link in our description. Um, but there are ways that you can create your own uh, StreamYard experience. There's You can add to Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, um, Twitter accounts, they're adding more. And depending on your plan, you can have all kinds of different destinations. For us here at Two Geeks and a Microphone, we actually have four Facebook destinations that we're streaming to, plus YouTube, plus Twitch even. And yep. um, and so really uh, enjoying that. The um, it, There's no software to download. It's actually all done through your browser. So you do have to make sure that you have pretty good internet service. Um, one of the cool things is, is they've added new where you can have guests. They've actually added your guests can actually stream on their what platforms they may have now. They are continuously updating it and adding to it. If you're interested in doing your own podcast, I would encourage you to check out um, StreamYard.com. Please check the, the link that's in the description. Um, that actually, if you decide that you want to sign up for that, um, you can test it for a little bit. If you sign up, that does help support the show. And um, I just really enjoy StreamYard. It has just been since we started at what six months ago? Uh yeah, I'd say that's about right. I think it was about six right months. around Christmas time. We have been very happy with it. We were using another large streaming service, but they were having some issues with it and stuff. But this one is just much more intuitive. And, it's much uh, more better. Cheers. It's much more better. Ching. I will say, uh, Chris Mott. Hey, Chris. It is because of Chris that we moved to Streamyard. So that is true. That is true. Because Chris, is because of him. Yeah, because that's how that Mike has done some stuff with Chris on his show on Mocktails from the Cantina. Great show. Um, interesting recent shows, by the way, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> the Empire Strips. <laughs> I'm sure Chris is having a good laugh right now. <laughs> I'm sure he is. Oh, gosh. <laughs> but anyway, check our link below if you want to try it out. That does help support the show. So we are affiliate. We do have an affiliate sponsorship with them. So uh, anyway, anything else, Mike? Yeah. Uh, make sure and go like us on Facebook and subscribe to us here on YouTube. Just give the little bell a tickle um, so that you will. Uh, be notified anytime we go live. We go live every Saturday morning, 9 a.m. Central Standard Time. You do the math for the other locations. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> um, just uh, I'll, I'll give another heads up for next week. Next week, we will not be covering Mandalorian. We're going to cover the season finale of Bad Batch. Well, really, the season and season finale, I guess. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, we don't. What what do you mean? See, it's the season finale. It's the last episode of the season. <laughs> right. Know. Anyway, anyway, so we're covering Bad Batch because uh, we did the opener, we did the mid, so now we got to do the closer. Um, and then we will do a double dose of Mandalorian the following week, and then I think the week after that is the season finale of Mandalorian. Yes. So, um, and. 
that's the way we will do this. This is the way. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So with that said, over and out, and uh, I'm looking for our closing video. <laughs> over and out, and this is the way. Thank you for joining us today on the Two Geeks and a Microphone podcast. Tune in next week when we will have more news and reviews. Until then, 